What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bad Dad Baseball, our fantasy baseball podcast. This will be our first episode. I'm Andy Shorey. I'm alongside Zach Fagoler and Kevin Gallant. You. What's up, big dog? Hey, What's going on, guys? Excited, man. Just, just uh, starting a fantasy baseball podcast a day after Major League Baseball canceled game. So. <laughs> That's that's Coming the way on. it sounds. Yeah, um, we've been talking hot. about doing this for a while, so we're excited about doing this. We're giving our own input. Um, us three are in a league. There's a 12 person league. We've been doing it for 12 years, so we're diehard. We think we have the best fantasy baseball league. Um, and we, I mean, every time we get together, we just shoot the shit about baseball. So, you know, this this podcast yeah. is hopefully about having a good time, us talking, drinking some beers, having fun. Um, and and just giving different opinions, you know, we all have different opinions. Kev's a Yankee fan, two Red Sox fans, um, and we're just talking. We all feel different about different players, and and I think we're excited to do this and and get it so everyone else can hear it too. Going off what you said yeah. there, it's kind of it seems like a running joke with our friends group that whenever we get together, it's uh, how long will it take us to start talking fantasy baseball? That's usually it's a pretty good joke with the wives. Long. Yeah. Yeah, the, the wives, the, the the wives know it takes, I don't know, one minute usually to get in there and, and, and there's some trash talk. Um, and, just, that's, it's probably where a little bit of the uh, the whole bad dad comes from, too, because I feel like when we're when we're all together and our, our wives are watching all our kids and we're just drinking beer and talking trades and, you know, doing all that type of stuff. So for sure, for sure. Yeah. One thing, too, we're not experts. So don't come here and tell me I'm not going to tell no. you you can draft a guy in the 22nd round. And he's going to be a sleeper for you. I, I don't know. I'm going to tell you who I like and I'm going to tell you I, I don't like. But that's probably why you have one championship, too. You know, so is it is it yeah. one? Fuck you. It's a half. I mean, and let's be honest, people, if you're not there for the draft of the league, the year you win. I, and the thing is, I don't even remember why I wasn't there. Shout out no Travis idea. Ruff. Travis Ruff, Jonathan Neese in the fifth round, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's it, it right there. Yeah, so what do we got going on here today, show dog? All right, so today our first ever is going to be top 25 prospects. So Zach and, and I have our top 25. I think it's different than any list we've seen. Um, we're pretty diehard into, into prospects. We get to have our own. We get to keep 10 for our league. So it's something that we're passionate about. It's something you can build your league on. And uh, we're excited yeah, to have think, his list yeah. versus my list. I think there's going to be a lot of the same players. But definitely different order. I don't think any of them are the same. So, and and, and if you go on MLB, if you go on CBS, they're not going to have anything near us, too. And I think, honestly, I think ours is better. You know, yeah. like I, I really trust and ours. There's so. going to be a little bit different too. You see a lot of the fantasy. You go to CBS or Fantrax or any of them, and you're going to see a lot of them have, you know, where the guys are in the minors factor into the rankings. I could care less where they are. This is just my list of the top 20 guys that I think are the top 25, regardless if they're in high A, low A, or going to be, you know, called up in May. It doesn't, you know, there's the, uh, where they are in the, in the monitors doesn't really matter to me. It's my top 25 guys, regardless. Yeah. I think one, one thing for me is a projection list is, I mean, a prospect list is more of a projection, right? You want to see who's, you don't want the guy who's going to be good for the next three years. You want a guy, it might take him three years, but he ends up being, you know, the next Mike Trout, the next, you know, Tatis, one of those kind of guys. Right. I'd like to preface this, too. I, I didn't create a list, but um, I think that the mentality in our league is pretty similar across the board. Like generally hitters more valuable than pitchers, especially prospects, just because prospect pitchers are so volatile. 
Uh, take a guy like Mackenzie Gore. I'm sure he's neither on neither of your lists. I think if we made this list no. last year, he would have been maybe top 10 for both of you. Uh, so I would just say that usually hitting Trump's pitching and everything fantasy for us. So, And there yeah. probably is going to be a little bit of bias in this. So take yeah. that for what it's worth. Too. I, th- I think he was short. Just, just, <laughs> just so we know, Kev was brought on a little bit later. So we didn't quite get a list in, but we definitely need help with tech because we are not very smart with it. So if if you if you do see an issue with tech, blame Kevin. <laughs> right? If you see an issue with a list, come at me. Come at me. All right. I think it's time now. I think Zach Zach's gonna start it off. He's gonna go with his number one prospect, and I think it's gonna be different than anyone's used ready for. So go ahead, yeah, Zach. I think I think it's going to be, I think there's kind of probably, you know, two or three guys that are normally ranked one. I actually have uh, Anthony Volt, the shortstop for the Yankees. Uh, yes, sir. I just, I, I know I hate, I hate it more than anything. I actually hope he falls on his face and fails. But um, from a fantasy perspective, I just, I mean, you got a guy who's, a, this is a 30-30 guy with OBP around 400 or better. I mean, you're, you're we're going to be talking about, in my opinion, somebody in three to four years is a top five fantasy guy in all of baseball. Never mind just prospects. He, he I think he's going to be in that next next group with Wit and J Rod and maybe Torkelson. That are these those these are the guys you're going to want. It's, they're the new Acuna and Tatis and Vladdy and Soto. I, I think he's part of that next group. So he's number one for me. And the thing that separates him and uh, Wit for me is just. Volps get a little better on base skill than Witt does. So I think that's what pushes him over the top for me. Yeah, I think the big thing with him is he plays for the Yankees. He's never going to be a bad lineup. And he's never going to be a bad home field advantage. He's going to hit home runs because he's in New York. And he's going to hit a lot of RBIs and score a lot of runs because he's in New York. I mean, one thing I do want to say, I mean, he, I think he did most of his damage in low and high A last year. So, you know, you kind of want to see what he's going to do when he gets up towards the higher lengths and double uh, higher uh, leagues with double A and triple A. But, I mean, everything right now is just he seems like the total package. So he's I my think, number one. I think whenever you can have a season, regardless of uh, what um... – what minor league you're in, you know, if it's low A, even if you can be above a one OPS, uh, yeah, you're going to be high in any ranking, I think. Yeah. I this mean, guy I'm gets a... a little bit more muscle on him and can get some yeah. more power, then, yeah. A this quick look at our top 10, and, and he's second in on base, he's first in slugging, he's third in home runs, he's first in stolen bases. If he has another good year this year, he's he's the number one prospect easily. Halfway through the year, he's the number one prospect. He jumps anyone. So I yeah, think, I think you're just so, ahead yeah. of the curve. I have but him at I, number I, four, I, and and I thought that was high. Um, but it, but I have it written: if he has a good first half of the year, he's the number one prospect. He jumps everybody. So it, I, I and love with the year that Glaber had last year, it keeps that. Like I think if you would have said this a year ago, like you know that he has a, a a path to get into the Yankees playing shortstop, you would have laughed because they had a 23 year old Torres there. But with the year he had last year and that door is opening. So no doubt. I, I, I love it. I love that pick. Love it. Um, again, I, want press press I, hope I hope, I hope he's a bust, but, uh, with my number one prospect, it is actually different. And, uh, it's probably different than anyone in your top three as well. It's, uh, Spencer Torkelson. Sure, I sure. think that he is the best hitter 
in the minors. I mean, he struggled out of the gate last year. Hitter? Wait, 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 hold on. You think he's the best hitter or power best hitter? hitter? Best no. hitter, power hitter. He's both. He's okay. the best on base guy. I disagree. I disagree on the on the hitting side, but power, yeah. He has a great field for the strike zone. He's gonna have over 400 on base in the MLB. He's, I do think that. I think that. And, okay. and you know what? He's a hit. Like he's just gonna sit there and he's just known. He doesn't have to rely on anything else. It's just that he's up there to hit. He might struggle at first when he gets up there, but after that, for the next 12 years, he's probably a 400 on base and 30 home runs, and it's easy for him. That that's who he is. To me, he's the best hitter. He was the best hitter as a freshman in college. He led the uh, NCAA in home runs. He was hit another 30 as a sophomore. Um, it made him the number one pick in the draft, and I and I just think that he come out of the gate struggling, and if he didn't struggle out of the gate, he'd be still the number one prospect on everyone's list. So, to me, Spencer Torkelson, best hitter. Give me that guy. He's gonna be on your team for the next 10, 15 years as middle of the order, 100 RB, 100 RBI, 400 on base, 30 plus home runs. He he reminds me, and it's like a of a like when they're coming up, like Andrew Vaughn, but uh, Andrew Vaughn with way more power to me. They both yeah. had the hit, they both had great hit tools. Their college stats, both of them were just off the charts. You could make arguments that they were the best hitters, and I think they might have came out at the same time. But he just seems like the same type of player, but with way more power. So the I think the floor is way higher than you know an Andrew Vaughn type. Yeah, Andrew Vaughn might I mean, still I, put I, it I, on. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he still, still is. Could yeah. be 30 home runs. I still believe in Vaughn. The, the, the issue last year, and I'm, we, we'll get into this at some point, Tommy LaSola, uh, not Tommy LaSola, uh, Tony LaRusso is a fucking idiot. Yeah. The guy platooned him, and he's just all over uh, the goddamn yeah. place. I agree. He actually gets into a lineup and sticks. Uh, Vaughn's going to hit. Yeah. I, I have Torkison for, um, so I'm, all, I'm, you know, I'm not like down on him. I just, well, I, I think, <laughs> I think he has, yeah, probably the best power of anybody in the minors. I mean, there's a few other guys that are further down this list that may rival it a little bit, but um, yeah, I mean, he's just a, the dude just mashes. And I think Detroit's got some young studs with another guy I have actually right behind him in my rankings with Riley Green. I think you know there's, the future's bright in that in that Tigers lineup. Uh, you know, in the next year or two. I mean, chicks dig the long ball, so <laughs> number but one just makes it's not, sense. It's, it's not a it's not a very friendly uh. Friendly park, though, for power hitters, either. Mickey Detroit. made it work. Mickey's a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Anyways. So was Tork. Yeah, okay. Two, I got, two, I got J-Rod. A um, lot of the similar stuff, I think, with the you know the top three guys for me. They're both power, you know, power speed guys with high OBPs. Uh, J-Rod had a 441 OBP last year. Uh, it's just... And I, same thing. I think he's gonna be hitting in a good lineup. I, you know, I still believe in Kellenic. I still think he's gonna come around and finally start producing. There's the the Noel V. Marte is gonna be probably a year behind J. Rod, and he's a potential 30-30 guy. I mean, people are comparing him to Hanram when Hanram was coming up. So, uh, the the Mariners again, future is bright, and I think that lineup's gonna be stacked over the next uh, couple of years. And you know, so I, I think J. Rod's he's you know. J. Rod's my two. Everything you said is these guys behind him that are going to be good too. I think that when we talk about guys like Vaughn and Kellenic, these guys struggle out of the gate, and you might see that with some of these guys. So sometimes it takes a year, but potential when he gets into his prime, he's going to be dangerous. Ooh. Well, you know, you know who else struggled when they first came up? Mike Trout. Yeah. How'd that, that work out? Did. For you guys, does J Rod seem like he just came out of nowhere? Like he wasn't on any list. Did, like you never heard of him. Yeah. And the next thing you know, it's like boom, he's like top ten in every list you see. That's yeah, what it seems I, like I with could, me. 
I could be wrong, and I think it was it happens a lot with those guys that are signed, like on the international signing periods. It's like they have big tools. Nobody knows what the hell they're gonna be because they're playing the like the Dominican Summer League, and then they come over and play like one year in like high A or low A or whatever it is, and it's just like holy shit! Like this guy's finally, you know, he's putting stuff together against you know actual competition, and it just skyrockets up the rankings. But yeah, I I agree with you. I think J Rod. I mean, I think he was probably in the back end, back, you know, back part of the top 100 last year. Maybe I, I could be completely wrong on that, but yeah, I mean, him. The fact that people are saying he's the best practice, you know, him or Wit probably, um, yeah, came out of nowhere. Yeah, J Rod's definitely one of those guys that's like massive for fantasy purposes, just because he's like one of those. He fills five categories or five six categories, but in your league, and he'll he'll bring everything, the speed and the power. So it's huge. Yeah. Where do you have him, Sherry? I have I have him J Ron at three. Um I got Bobby Witt at two. Bobby Witt for me is I mean, that guy does everything. He same 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 as J Rod. I just think a little bit more proven. I he did it in triple A. Um I mean his on base wasn't as good, but thirty three home runs, ninety seven RBI, thirty stolen bases. Um this guy's gonna be a superstar. I mean when he comes in the He's got wit. He's gonna when he comes up to the MLB. He's got wit in front of him. He's gonna have. Uh, what? What do you mean wit in front of him? Wit Mary Moore. He is wit. Wit Maryfield. Wit Maryfield. Oh, lots of wits. Lots of wits in Kansas City. <laughs> wit Mary Moore batting lead off, which I think is nice for him. A nice little veteran Maryfield. there. And then. Yeah. Is that what I said? <laughs> you said Mary Moore. Oh, whatever. Hey, <laughs> this one screw up. This is one screw up. One drink right there. Uh, I feel like but, Bobby Witt, Bobby Witt has got a little bit of swagger to him too. And I think that's like huge for like these young guys. Like that's like, I think why Tatis is like on another level and like yeah. Soto, these guys, because well, they can, Acuna, they just pimp stuff all the time. They do. They have that swagger. And I think that's, that's huge. Gives them some confidence. I, I couldn't agree more. And and he's been, the big thing for him is he's been around clubhouses. His dad was in the MLB for 16 years. So he's a big leaguer for 16 years. He's in the clubhouses. He knows exactly what to expect, what to see. He knows how to probably lead a team. I'm I'm, I'm excited to see what Bobby Witt does. I hope he actually comes right out and starts in the MLB this year. I don't want to wait to see yeah. this guy. I, I expect big things. So I uh, I did trade Bobby Witt last year, but I got Bo Bichette in the deal. So I'm not – it could be way worse. <laughs> it could be way worse, but I am sad that I don't have him on my team right now. Yeah. He's a nice yeah, I don't piece really to have. Much else, I don't really have much else to say as far as uh... – as where it goes, I mean, it's a similar stuff, similar profile of Volp and J Rod. They're gonna help you in pretty much every category you have. Um, so yep. I, I, I mean, much to me, J Rod and Bobby Witt are like a coin flip, right? Like you can go, one's got a little bit more power to me, one's got a little bit more on base. Um, but they both steal bases, they both hit home runs, they both get on base. Just one's does a little bit better more than the other. So, and Bobby Witt's ready to go, so I kind of put him higher. Yeah, I think yeah. Bobby Witt's like floor almost seems like it's higher because he's he's more experienced because he's has triple A yeah. or his belt. So yeah. Yep. I agree with that. Next guy you got on my list is uh well I had Torque at four. We've already touched on him. Next guy I have is Riley Green. Um so we got uh two Tigers, four and five. Again, this is a common theme, you know, power, speed. Um one thing that does concern me a little bit about Riley Green, and it's weird because he still hit 301 with a 387 OBP, but he had a 31.5% K percentage last strikeout percentage last year. So 
you'd like to see that come down. You'd think that it will need to come down if he wants to continue to hit once he gets in, you know, higher levels of, uh, of the minors. But again, I mean, you got a guy who's going to hit 30 homers, probably still 20 to 25 bases a year with a good OBP and, you know, a solid batting average. I mean, there's not much else you can ask for. And he's probably going to be hitting right in front of Torkelson. So no, no. he's the best hitter. People to come up. People are so. going to. Well, it's, that's incorrect. But <laughs> uh, so so for me, I have I have the same thing. And when you have a guy that has that high, of a, I have the same concerns, the strikeout rate. And I also have Riley Green at five. So um, for me, Riley Green might struggle right out of the gate. I see a lot of these guys come out. They they get called up to the majors. They hit well. And then pitchers are adjust to them and they're like, oh, this is what this kid struggles with, a curveball off speed low and away, and they just can't hit it. And it takes a good year to catch up before they can finally hit it. So I, I think Bobby Witt, I mean, I think uh, Riley Green might struggle right out of the gate just because of that strike, but he they, they adjust. Players adjust. Good players adjust, and he's a good player. I mean, he still yeah. has a great on base. He has great power. He's a great hitter, and he has good players around him. So I sometimes look at these players, like where they come up and what division they're in. And I think one thing going for Detroit is that it seems the Central's kind of down a little bit right now. I, they, like especially yeah. for the pitchers that are in the division, Cleveland's obviously always has some decent arms, especially with Bieber if he's healthy. But um, they obviously play a majority of the games against teams in their own division, so I think that could help them. You know. Depending, maybe if you were in a different division with some a bunch of studs, then uh, it'd be a lot tougher for these prospects to make an impact. But uh, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Is, is the Central the worst division in baseball? AL Central? It's got to be, right? Yeah, it's White Sox are the White Sox are the only like decent team it seems like in that division, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And three and two years I ago mean, they were trash. Minnesota, didn't Minnesota? I mean, Minnesota had a good year two years ago, and then they fell off a cliff last year. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think if the Indians pitching can uh, be healthy, then yeah, they're always going to be good. Plus, they have like one of the best players in baseball too, JM. Yeah. But I think, sure. I think we we talked about this a little bit. I think we have a fairly big difference on this. Next guy that I'm going to talk about is uh, Adley Rutschman. Um. <clears throat> Listen, I mean, what I can say about I mean, I, I have Rutschman up at six, and I think part of that is, you know, if you're talking about just like a regular major league baseball prospect, he's probably one because he's such a good catcher. He's got power. He's got OBP. Um, but I have him up at six for me because I think he's like a perennial 330 homer guy with a 400 OBP. And if he's playing catcher, I mean, there's that's a ton of value because the catching position in major league baseball is not that great. Um, I do think there's some studs coming up that are in the minors now and some fewer young guys that are um, in, currently in the majors. But, yeah, I mean, I, I just think that uh, Rutschman's a 30 homer, 400 OP, OBP guy yearly at, at the catcher position. So his value is, I think, sky high. And I call bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen a good catcher come up. And until I do, I just don't believe it. I actually still have him in my top 10 at number 10. But. I don't want any pieces to do with this guy unless he fell in my lap. I, I don't want him at all because I don't value him at number one. I, and I haven't seen any good top prospect catcher come up. I've seen a um, hundred. And, and if you look at this list, there's, uh, if you look at MLB.com, there's probably like eight or nine catchers in the top yeah. 100 and maybe one will make it out as a decent player. I um, actually, I think I have four of them. I have, I have one other catcher. 
in my uh, top 25, and I think I have either two or three in my 25 through 50. So I just think so much is on these catchers with the, the the work they have to do with pitchers. They spend a lot of time with them to make sure that they're they're okay. Um, that they they don't get the same hitting and they don't they're they have a hard workout every night. Being behind the plate yeah. is different than a guy chewing seeds and talking with fans at first base. So when you're behind the plate, these guys are concentrated so much on that. And then the hitting part, you know, I think that just takes the fall. I mean, I think that he has power and that's great. And he has on base and I think he'll be decent. And, but I don't expect Salvador Perez numbers coming out of the gate. I just, I don't see 30 home runs. I see maybe 20. I mean, uh, Matt, oh, I'm not saying, yeah, I'm not going to say he's going to hit. I don't he think he's gonna, number one. Matt, you know, Matt Wieters didn't have the OBP skills that Rochman does well. I, if and if I, they and moved I him to first base, I'd feel good. Not, I think that's I'm the saying, biggest thing I'm, hurting Rutschman is that he's such a good defensive catcher. Like if he was like borderline decent catcher, like they'd just move him to first base because he's such a he has such good hitting like attributes. Right. But the fact that he's so good defensively, there that's that's so huge in the major league baseball to have a good defensive catcher that can call a game. That I yeah. do think that that like you said it. it He's going to be a gr- good major league player, but he's not going to be a great fantasy player, I think, just because we've seen it time and time again that catchers just don't – they don't work in fantasy. Buster Posey. I, I, I guess – I no, see, this is what I say. I mean, coming from a guy who kept JT Real Muto for like five years straight, Shorty. He came out of nowhere, though. Like, yeah, but I'm, but I'm just saying, saying like – No, but Rutschman's a better version of JT Real Muto. I mean, Rush is probably the most polished catching hitter we've seen, you know, in recent memory. So I mean, he, he has that going for him. Yeah. I mean, I, I think this is, there's going to be a few people we talk we'll about see. in this. I, I think he struggles out of the gate. I, I Being in Baltimore, I hope he struggles out of the gate. So and that's well, not and he's in thing, Baltimore, too. And that's not Baltimore. the <laughs> No, he's got no help. I mean, who's yeah. with him? Who's to help him? And then guess what? When he's when he's behind the plate, who's who's going to throw to him? I mean, means. It, fancy baseball is all about set stats, right? And like Cedric Mullins last year had 30 homers, and would he have 57 RBIs in the year? Yeah, that's pathetic. That's never gonna happen again either. Yeah, I don't think. But that's uh, we'll get to people play. Uh, yeah. Unfl- I, uh, you know, I think I think as we do this list, we'll have guys that we love and we hate. <laughs> yeah. Rush, get don't I don't want any stock in him. Not for what he's worth. I mean, if he if the guy fell in your lap, if someone were to throw him in a trade, obviously I want him. I'm not like giving up certain players to get him keep him away yeah that's fine uh next guy i have i would take all the stock i can get in him and that's zach veen i again this is a kind of a common theme at the top of most of these rankings for me it's guys with power and speed and i just love and playing colorado and playing colorado i I have this fucking this fucking guy is had 53 attempts last year stolen stolen bases with 36 um bag stolen so he's not scared to run he's gonna be playing in cores i i will i'd take as much zach veen as i can get last year when uh we were having our minors draft um i tried so damn hard to trade for a pick to get veen i wanted him so bad I was just trying to do everything I could, and then John, and then John basically said like he wanted him, you know. And uh, yeah. yeah, this dude looks like a stud, there, man. I've seen some videos of him. His swing looks like man. powerful. It looks, the, it's the craziest thing to me is he, he. I think he he had somewhere I'd have to look it up. He has 
somewhere near 400 at bats. The first 128 of them, he had no home runs, and he still finished with 15. So I think the 15 home runs is actually low on him. I think yeah, he's going mean, to be closer to 25 with with 35 stolen bases with a 400 on base in Colorado. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's, he's going to be a stud. He's going to be cargo. It could be a similar version of cargo. Yeah, like cargo that, was actually, a stud for years in Colorado. Great comparison. Great comparison. Love it. You've loved cargo too. I did, dude. Cargo <laughs> was a stud, man. I think I held on to him for like a year too yeah. long, too. But cargo yeah. was a stud. Uh, yes, next, anybody else got anything on Veen? Yeah, uh, I had Veen at six. I think I think you jumped me. Um, but oh my bad. Well, yeah, my that's bad. all right. I had Veen at six, and uh, my number seven. I'll, I'll go. Um, this is my guy. This is different than I don't even know if he's in your top twenty-five. It's Nick Prado. I want all the stick stock on Nick Prado. Above average athlete, plays first base, gonna hit thirty home runs. Probably around a 350 on base, which you which you hope can get better. And then he's gonna steal probably 12 to 15 bases. That's Freddie Freeman. That's Freddie Freeman. He's in Can- you gotta remember something. He's in Kansas City. He's got just, Bobby Witt. Talk about Bobby Witt and Whit- yeah. the Witt brothers. Whit Merrifield's not gonna be there for much longer. Whit Merrifield's like 33, isn't he? Yeah, he's up there. He's up there, but he's still stealing 30 something bases. He'll so. sign an he'll sign an eight year contract with the Yankees next season or something. So. <laughs> that's that's a good point but i i like what they're building in kansas city to be honest with you i mean so so a lot of people love what tampa bay did right like what they're building in tampa bay tampa bay's never won a world series kansas city built from minors they built a great team they won a world series and then guess what they said shit these guys are getting older and we're not winning anymore and we can't afford these other guys let's trade them let's get pieces we got bobby witt we took him in first round second pick i think then they took Nick Prado in the first round. So they have pieces. They're building it again through the minors. And I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if these guys come out in, in two to three years and and compete for World Series. Yeah, possibly. I'd, I'd say that um it seems like lately in fantasy first base has been down. Um and I, I just think it's a weird anomaly or something, but I think that first base is gonna come back up to like where it was, you know, ten years ago. But I mean Prado could be that guy. He could be one of the guys to lead that first base rush. And um, yeah, like, like Zach said, though, it's Kansas City. So you never know. My, my biggest fear with Prado is Vinny Pasquantino. Pasquantino. Yeah, that guy. He He's the same age. Last year's stats in the minors, uh, he was in double A because he's behind Prado. 24 home runs. 400 on base, 84 RBIs. He's a big guy, so he's definitely not stealing. Oh, he had six stolen bases, but he only struck out 64 times in 437 at-bats. KG's going to pick him up right now. (laughs) I see him over there clicking away. That's a name for you, Kev. Okay. You guys can't Um, pronounce his last name. I don't even know how to fucking search for this guy. Pascantino? Remember that name? I, I that's my biggest fear is that he moves Prado to the outfield because Prado's athletic. So I think that 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 might happen. And and even if Prado does move to the outfield, I think that's okay. Yeah. You got right. Zach. Next guy. Next what number guy, is this yeah, for you? This is eight. Okay. You want it, you know, I'm on eight. Good? We matched up. Yeah. So the next guy I have, we t- I touched on him a little bit earlier when I was talking about J Rod is not Novel Novel Marte. Again, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna sound like a broken record here. 
his power speed. Um, again, Pete, there's, I've read some stuff, people are comparing him to Hanram when Hanram was, you know, coming up 19, 20 years old. And we know what he was when he first came in the league, he was an absolute monster. Um, so I absolutely love Marte. It helps that I, I own him. So I'm a little biased, but I think this kid's going to be a stud. He's going to be hitting in the middle, you know, probably two, three or four in a, in a, in a really good Mariners lineup in a couple of years. So I, uh, I'm all over, all over Marte. Love him. My, my, I, I like the Bobby Witt factor, right? I, I've seen some highlights of him. The kid's got swag and I love it. Like I yeah. want the kid with swag. He's got a little bit of the fro going over with the hat over the top. I love it. I love the, I love the player. Uh, he's only in, he's only been to single a. Um, so that's why I don't have him quite as high. Um, but then again, he's still 20 right now. So, uh, this kid could also, he could jump all these guys to be the number one prospect with another good year. Am so, I reading that right? A 45 hit tool. Is that right? Who? I, I, I see 50. Uh, Marte? 50. I don't know. Uh, on I mean, I and my, you know how got you know how I love Keith Law. So, Law Law said if he stays a short top, he's got potential to be a top five player in baseball. So. Yeah, but Law takes into I'll fact take, defense too. You know that. Yeah, but I'll take it to the back. Whatever. Listen, you, <laughs> you don't even bank. stay in the big leagues if you play defense. You got to hit. <laughs> a lot you of AAA, a lot of triple A guys that are great defenders. Right, go to Pawtucket. You'll see some great defense. Uh, number eight for me, Jason Dominguez. Potential, potential, potential. Um, he actually wasn't great last year, but I'm I'm saying that like I, prospects list their projections. So everything I've read is that this guy is a superstar in the making. He kind of struggled when he came over. So um, he only played one year in the minors and he struggled. I mean, it's his first year of American baseball. I expect him to bounce back huge this year, and I'm ahead of the curve. I'm not going to be sitting behind the curve. I want I want stock on this kid. I know he's going to be two to three years away from MLB, but you put him, like I said, in New York, great hitters around him and a great field to be playing on. So I want Jason Mingus. I know that don't look at his stats now. Look at his stats in the future. He just turned 19 like 20 days ago. You know, like you you can't. I agree. Like he has all the tools, like all the he he passes the eye test, but it's so hard to gauge a. 18 year old basically was when he played last time right he's a kid yeah exactly like that's 18 is high school and um to just to even put this guy in top 10s in top 25s for minors is speaks volumes like what this guy could possibly do and i'm thrilled that he's on the yankees and his numbers weren't like horrible and he was playing playing against you know guys much older than so i mean a 353 on base is nothing that's not bad i uh I, I don't have Dominguez nearly this high. I think I have in the back end of my top 50. Um, obviously, the tools are there. And again, same with Volt. I hope he falls on his face and he's a bust because he's a Yankee. But I just I do think some of his hype is heightened because he is a Yankee. And it was this, you know, he was this freak of nature coming out, you know, when he signed. And it was he was the second coming of Babe Ruth, for Christ's sake, the way people were talking about him. So. I, I like Dominguez. I like the profile, but I, I don't have, I can't have him this high yet. The, this write up right here I'm reading says the Zion Williamson of baseball. And it's so true. He's like, I, I almost think he's too big. You don't see, you don't see baseball players that thick. And, you know, I, but maybe he'll be the first 5'10, 190 with yeah. 0.5 body fat, dude. <laughs> yeah, I guess yoked. Sure. Who you got at nine? Is is he actually 
19? Do you think he's 22? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Fosso Carmona. At number nine, I got... Woo, we finally got to our first pitcher. I was going to say. Out of... Uh, yeah, Baltimore. I, I love this kid. I mean, I'm biased. He's I got him. But I just look at his stats, and this guy hasn't missed anywhere he's been, right? I mean... Single A, he was lights out. Double A, lights out. Triple A, even better. Um, his, 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 he's got a high strikeout rate. He doesn't walk guys. He doesn't have a high whip. He has a low ERA. I mean, the only fault he has is that he's in Baltimore. But they this is are Grayson Rodriguez, right? Back. Yeah, yeah, Grayson Rodriguez. Um, now nah, this kid's this kid's fantastic. Um, I just hope that Baltimore's patient with him. There's no need to rush him to the majors. Um, he has nothing to prove. He's going to be, to me, he's going to be a star, but we've seen so many good pitches from Baltimore gets, get blown up. I mean, they get to the majors and they just fall apart. So be patient with him, please, Baltimore. I'm begging you. I'm begging you. you. I do. Yeah. You do. Okay. It seems like you have a lot of your own players in your uh, top 10. Well, that's what I said at the beginning of the show, that it was <laughs> my only notes bias, on him. Especially with Shory. My only notes on Grayson Rodriguez is that he's perfect. <laughs> All right, I might name my next kid Grayson. Gender neutral. <laughs> the uh, yeah, no, I mean you've touched on everything, Shory. I th- and I think he's got the prototypical number one. What you want to see from size? Uh, he's six four, two twenty. The the dude's a horse, so he, he should be somebody that just you know chews up innings. He's gonna strike guys out. And uh, I mean, yeah, last I, year I, again, fifteen point four K nine in 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 high A and a thirteen point six K nine in in double A. Those are, I, I thought, so no, those I are like reliever type K9s. Yeah, no, I think I've read and I, and, and, and I have to go back and look, but I know that when he came up, his fastball was sitting around like 95. It's up to like 99 now. And that when his changeup was like an okay pitch, he kind of threw it. Now he throws it like 25% of the time. And then he had a curveball that he hardly ever threw. He throws that toward like every, like he just, every year he works another pitch and it just is lights out. Like they're all get you out pitches. I think he's, I think he, has potential to be the top, a top yeah. pitcher, if not the top pitcher in the MLB when he's when he's in his prime. I mean, gee, you're talking about his like strikeout numbers. I mean, he's pitched 216 uh, in a third innings in in the minors and struck out 310 batters. Yeah, it's just it's just stupid numbers. The um, the, you just talking, Sherry, about his pitch velocity. I, like starters pitching up in the high 90s, like that scares me. And like I think a perfect example is the fastest pitcher starting in our, in the league last year is DeGrom. And it's just like, I think it's a recipe of disaster. And I think sometimes these young guys, they overthrow things when they should just yeah. pitch. And uh, I, I don't always think that pitch in 99 as a starter is what you really want, but I mean, yeah, no, there's I, no I, way I an arm, a human arm is built to throw a hundred miles an hour. Right. So it definitely yeah, scares me, but. Up. You know, you just gotta trust the process that they're gonna go slow with him, be easy, and just keep building arm strength, and he's he's okay to go. So we've seen guys do it, and then we've seen a lot of guys have to go get Tommy John and Tommy John and Tommy John. So, you know, who knows? Maybe maybe our strength and training is getting better, because it seemed like for a while every pitcher was getting Tommy John, and it doesn't seem quite as much that every pitcher is. We still see it quite a bit, but hopefully our strength and training these guys are learning as they get bigger and faster and stronger. It, uh, my number nine, I have a outfielder from Arizona, and it's probably not the one that everybody thinks in Corbin Carroll. It's actually Alec Thomas for me. 
Um, this kid, again, he's got speed power. The thing that stands out to me is he had 136 hits last year in the minors and had 69 extra base hits. I mean, he had, let me look at this. He had 18 home, uh, 18 homers, 29 doubles and 12 triples. I mean, this kid is, uh, it's a lot of doubles. Yeah. Turns those doubles into home runs and Arizona's a good ballpark to hit in, man. If he turns those into home runs, watch out. Right. I mean, his stolen base percentage wasn't great. He got caught nine times in 22 attempts. So, but you know, if he's a guy that's got an OBP, you know, in the high threes and he's hitting, 25 but he's hitting that many doubles too i mean he's gonna be uh he's gonna be extremely valuable and to me he's the best uh fantasy prospect in arizona's system i have him over both lawler and uh corbin carroll i'm not i'm not as high on lawler or carroll so i don't have any of them in my oh i have carroll in my top 25 so uh, alec thomas i don't but i i think that you know our next episode i think i think you'll hear his name for me but um He's just a thin dude and small guy. I don't know if he can turn those into home runs. I mean, I hope he does. I mean, doubles are still nice. He still hits, but I, I like a couple of the other guys first. Uh, for me at 10, I think we've already said him. Yeah, Adley Rushman, that my my worst enemy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I still have him at 10. Like, I'm not, I'm not, lo- I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to bad talk him. Um, but no, I, I just don't so. have him at one. So. Yeah, every list you look at, he's one, two. Basically yep. between him or one, two, three between him, Witt and J Rod. So the fact that you have him 10, I think speaks volumes. So. Yeah, I think that that's why we're making this podcast because we feel that we've been doing it long enough where we've seen things. I've seen catches in the top 10 that aren't even in the MLB anymore. Right. Hey, I mean, I mean, yeah. I could probably list a lot. Jesus Montero is my favorite one. I love the guy coming up. He hit for a little bit and then it was over for him. And and that just give me, you know, Buster Posey to me is the last good prospect that come out and actually perform right off and, and be good. So um who's the um who's the catcher that was on uh came up with the Padres and the Rays now? Austin Hedges? No. Oh no, uh, like no three years no. ago. Zanino. No, like, Zanino? like three years ago. I'll I'll try to find it. He seemed like one of those guys who was like a um, a sure thing, hitting wise, and uh, like you said, just catchers just they they come up and they just then all of a sudden they start platooning and that's it. I'll see if I can find him. You guys can go on. Right. So, oh, yeah, Francisco so Francisco Mejia is what I was thinking of. Oh yeah. And, and seemed yeah, like his hit tool was. We can't even think incredible. of his name. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I think it happens way too often with catchers. So for me, the number ten. I have uh, Jordan Walker, St. Louis. Um, kid's 19 years old, 6'5", 220. Kid just absolutely mashes. Stole some base. For a guy that's 6'5", 220, he stole 14 bases in hey, 16 attempts. Let's say that I again. 6'5", 220. Give me, give me this kid. He was 14 to 16 on stealing bases. So this kid, I'm a little pessimistic that he's going to, you know, as he continues to fill out, cause he's only 19, he's probably going to get a little bit bigger. I mean, you hope he maybe, you know, thins out a little bit more uh, than what he is. Not that he's a big, big guy, but you know, in terms of like fat, I'm not saying that, but. Um, yeah. I mean, the fact that he's 19 obviously is good considering the whole thing with Arenado blocking him there at third. So I guess that'll be interesting to see. I don't, I don't. I can't remember exactly what Arenado's contract is, but I think it's maybe through 2026. So yeah. I, I don't but know if that blocks Walker's, you know, 
unless Walker moves to a different position or unless, you know, Arenado moves to first base or something like that. But, I mean, Arenado's well, the, the best defensive. Third base. Yeah. And, when yeah. the, and with the NL probably adding the DH at some point, it's, you know, if it, I Let's guess hope. if it doesn't happen in the CBA, it'll probably be whatever it is, three to five years or whatever they agree to. So it may be a few years from now, but. It did seem like that was one of the uh, issues that they both agreed on that they were going to change. So hopefully yeah. it's so, hopefully it's in there. I, I love it. I I love it. Jordan Marcus is high. That that's like I love him. Um, I have him high, not quite as high as you, but I love the power. I love the on base. I I just to me, you know, I obviously I love power guys and I can just hit. And uh, I have Torkelson at one, and I think he's kind of the next guy in line to be a guy that's just power and hit. Get up there yep. and intimidate pitchers and and be batting in the three four spot and just drive ribbies in baby. Give me that guy. Yep. At eleven, I had G Rod. So um, not really. Yeah, and I get Yuli Marte. So, so um, touch base same on thing. Them. Uh, yeah, Is that your first 12, pitcher? Have, yeah, G Rod's my yeah. first pitcher. Uh, what do I have? We on 12? 12, twelve. I have Josh Lowe at Tampa. Yeah. Um, it's probably. I mean, I would imagine he's either going to start the year in Tampa or we're going to be up by early call up. Um, same thing, big time power and, you know, 22 homers, 26 stolen bases, didn't get caught once last year. Um, the one thing that concerns me with him is I'm pretty sure he had a 996 OPS for his right-handers and then a 763 against lefties. And with Tamper and their whole platoon bullshit, I, uh, that makes me a little, uh, a little apprehensive about him. But if, I mean, if he's playing the power and speeds there. Uh, so, uh, yeah, if I, I mean, I'm not going to give up the world for him, but I think he's a guy that can contribute, you know, this year. And then if not halfway through this year, definitely next year. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm buying in on low. Yeah. T- Tampa, to me, uses players better than anyone. I mean, they put you in the situation to succeed. They put you in spots that you're going to be good in. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is he could start a game in a, and on a, on a Sunday and you need stats to win. He starts a game on a Sunday and he's out by the third inning because it just wasn't right for their team. Um, yeah, but no, nah, the, the, the hitter, the hitter himself, teams, I love. They're not for fantasy. Yep. And, and, and he's brothers with Brandon, right? I believe. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think he's brother. I think, I mean, and I love the, fa- like, I love when family guys are like, I love that they compete and he's been around good players his whole life I, I hope that i'm not saying this and then i'm wrong but i'm pretty sure that's his brother and i'm pretty sure we know that they've competed their whole lives against stuff so i like that i like that he's been in situations where his brothers probably kicked yeah. his ass <laughs> he's not so he, he's not he's not brothers with brandon he's brothers with uh nathaniel Lowe, who's uh oh, from from texas rangers texas. rangers organizations okay oh, yeah. i wasn't completely wrong but i mean they're both in the mlb guys <laughs> so you know you, you know were. that they've been around <laughs> I think I, if I was, you ask like a hundred people who know about baseball, uh, like ninety nine of them would say that Tampa Bay has like the best development program, like in all of majors. Like they just continually f- like guys get traded to them, guys come up through yeah. the system to them, and they just like they come into the majors and all of them contribute. It seems like, and it's almost like their system's too good for fantasy because, like you said, they they have such a deep roster every year, even though their payroll is trash that these guys don't get the playing time that they always would, but I mean, I couldn't even, I, I think tell if you... you're good enough, if you're good enough, you're going to play regardless, even if it's Tampa Bay, I totally. think Wander Franco is going to play just about every game because he's good enough. And that's, um, that's a given. I mean, Wander Franco is different, but 
Yeah. Um, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, that's right on yeah, because have you guys it, you know, speaking of that, they always make yeah. such good baseball decisions. Like I saw, I was, there was an article I was looking at the other day while I was on the clock. Um, and it was like trades that teams was going to regret that fucking Chris Archer deal. They got Meadows, <laughs> Boz and Glasnow for Chris Archer. Trash. I know. <laughs> and then they got Archer back right got after he's gone. I mean, Pittsburgh, come on, put your. I mean, you're a franchise that's behind ten years anyway, and then put yourself back twenty years on that one. Sure, probably why. Off. Probably why you're not gonna see many Pittsburgh guys in my freaking top twenty-five when you pick top five one. every effing year, and you can't develop one player to be decent. What's the biggest contract they ever give out, Kev? I'll look it up. Look for it you, up. Man. It's it's brutal. It's. It's like a player, like five, I don't know, it's probably like 15 years ago, and it's an awful contract, and they just never had a player they could develop. Well, they've had well, one, they de- right? They've developed players. One. They've developed they've players, they one. just don't allow them to get there. Who? Uh, um, McCutcheon? MVP, McCutcheon. Who I mean, Derek Cole was garbage for them. Nah, not, no, not his whole career there. Cole had a pretty nasty year, like it was one of the first two years with Pittsburgh. Anyway, who do you got at 12? 12, I got... I'll look, oh, up, I'll look up Cole's stats. CJ Abrams. Um, he's a lot higher on everyone else's list, not as high on mine. <laughs> he's a guy that relies on stolen bases, and that just scares me. He actually has a really Abrams. good on base. And, and, but last year, he, I hate knocking a guy because of one semi-bad year. And it wasn't even bad. But the year before that, his on base was like 420. So if he can do that, he's going to steal a shit ton of bases. He's, you know what he is to me? I don't like Abrams. I think I have Abrams down on, I have him 17, so I don't like, but Abrams, if he doesn't come into any power, he's Alberto Mondesi with a better hit tool, which he's valuable, but I just don't, I'm not buying the hype. I mean, you see rankings, they have fucking, they have Abrams like top five fantasy guy. And, but I think that's because if you look at any of these rankings and I'm kind of contradicting myself because every guy that I've been talking about, it's power speed, but. They love stolen bases so much, but Abram doesn't provide any power. None. Like if he hits 10 homers a year and steals 40 to 45 bases, don't get me wrong. And he has an OBP and a batting average over 300 and an OBP close to four. He's extremely valuable, but I, he's not somebody that I'm. So Abram's aggressively to me going is, after. I like what they have in San Diego. And I think that obviously that's a, that's a loaded team. If they're patient with him, I think he'll be all right. Don't rush him. And, they, and they've been patient with their players. So I, I think that if they're patient with him, a couple of years down the road, it'll be good. I'm more nervous that he's going to be a back end of the guy, like a, a eight and nine spot, than he is going to be a one, two spot. And I think that dictates how his fantasy career goes, right? If he can get a one, two spot, yep. he's probably up into the 50 stolen bases and a hundred, hundred plus runs. But if he's the back end of the guy because he doesn't get on base quite enough and he doesn't hit and do the other things, like he doesn't drive in guys, he only hits five home runs, he's not very valuable fantasy-wise. Yeah, I think – I'll say like three three quick things about about Abrams. I think like his profile, it, it, you hope he turns into someone like Trey Turner whose power like develops over time. Like Trey Turner came up, he yep. was just a speed guy and that was it. And then he's developed into this you know 20 homer guy who can drive in 80 or 90 or so. But – um. I think Tatis showing that he can't really play short is opening a door for Abrams. Um, but being 21 years old and having the injuries already that Abrams had is like a scary thing. Um, injuries are huge, man, like in real baseball and in fantasy. And if the guy's not playing, then he's not helping you. So uh, we'll see. Maybe it's a fluke, but 
maybe not. Sure, yeah, you had a uh, yep. What's that? No, I was gonna say a thirteen. Thirteen. We were just talking about. Oh, and real quick, I looked up Garrett Cole's stats. Garrett Cole finished fourth in the Cy Young uh, in 2015 with Pittsburgh. In the five years with Pittsburgh, he had a three-five ERA. Was not. I mean, not exceptional, but three-five ERA uh, with three wins. I also looked up the biggest contract in Pirates. Uh, biggest extension was McCutcheon, six years, fifty-one million. That was back in 2012. <laughs> and the biggest free agent signing, Francisco yeah, catcher, Liriano. Right? Francisco Liriano for three years, thirty-nine million dollars. Okay, that's pathetic. That's so, yeah, they don't, yeah, they don't so, spend. Well, speaking of Pittsburgh, and I'm I'm sure eventually in three years or four years they'll trade this guy. Is uh, O'Neill Cruz? O'Neill Cruz. This dude's got he's massive. He's like six seven. Um, I'm not really sure if he's going to stay at shortstop, but even if he does, the bat's going to probably play in a corner outfield spot. So I'm kind of looking at Cruz as a guy that's, you know, you hope that the power and speed is there when he gets, you know, in the majors and stuff, but big time exit velos. So I think the potential is there for Cruz, but again, he's just going to be in a shitty fucking Pittsburgh lineup for, and especially because I'm sure Pittsburgh is going to trade Brian Reynolds before it's over with, so they get some value out of him. But it's just he's in Pittsburgh. I like Cruz a lot, but yeah, he played two games with Pittsburgh last year, and I think he was like had the one of the top five hardest hit balls in the entire season out of any. It was the player, number so. one hard hit ball in Pittsburgh history. Yeah. I mean, so he, clearly the the power is there. I think like if he's hitting 30 homers in a year, then he's gonna he's gonna play, obviously. But his it seems like his swing has a lot of holes in it. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he's hitting like 220, but still hitting 25 home runs a year. So, but I I can't imagine he sticks at shortstop. Isn't he the tallest shortstop in the history of majors? He's gotta be. He, if he Unless Randy there, Johnson be, yeah. slid over there yeah. for a little while, but I doubt that happened. Um, number, number four, uh, 13 for me, my first Red Sox player, Tristan Cases. So, uh, um, is that another from, one of your players? No, that is not. No, uh, I think, uh, Roy has him, but okay. I have it Bird, written oh, down Bird, right in my Bird. notes about this. Um, you're seeing the pattern. I like guys that just get up there and hit the ball. Give me guys that just are built to hit balls and he doesn't have quite as much power, um, as Torkelson. Or Prado, so that's why I don't have him quite as high, but I do like that he hits, and I love that he's in Boston because that lineup's pretty good right now. I don't think Bobby Dahlbeck's, Dahlbeck's the answer, so hey. I think that. Hey. Well, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just don't. I think I think Dahlbeck's actually going to have to be able to play third and outfield, so I think that will help you. He's going to have some more more options, but I think that Cases is probably their their true option at. At first base, not not right away at the year. I don't think he's gonna. I think he's gonna start in AAA and then work his way up. But I, I like what Case brought. He has a 400 on base, 500 slugging. Um, he steals a couple bases too. He's gonna drive in a ton of runs. He's probably gonna hit 25 home runs. Um, he's probably gonna bat, you know, four or five for for the Red Sox for a long time. Um, so I, I like where he is. I think when he comes up this year, I think he'll bat more like seven eight. But I think down the road if you're looking at it i think he's more of like middle of the order for the next you know seven or eight eight years with you know devers in front of him bogart's probably in front of him um i like that and if baseball doesn't yeah. work out he can play linebacker for the pats man six four two fifty two he's not okay. small so i mean he can build what a unit so that 25 can turn into 35 well 
Actually, so you know who Casas uh, is for me? Uh, he's J- he's the next J- he's JD Martinez in that Sox lineup three years from now. Yeah, he, that's he's a, he's not. He, I don't think he has the hit tool that JD does in terms of you know JB JD in his best years has hit over three hundred, I believe. But I think he's got he's going to be that guy consistently in the Sox lineup where he's getting on base at a high rate. He's going to hit thirty homers. He's driving a driving in a hundred runs and he's going to score close to hundred runs because the lineup's going to be filthy. So I think he's going to be, and I mean, according to, I didn't realize this, according to MLB.com, he's a 55 fielding. So he's probably going to stick at first. And if worst case you move him to DH, but I just, I just think the guy's going to hit. Like I, like I said, I think he's got a similar profile minus the not as good of a hit tool as JD, which is you're going to take that all the time. All day. And I believe he went out in the Olympics, right? And he, he, he mashed did. in he the rates. Olympics. Absolutely great. Which tells me he's yeah. been in big situations. And I love that the Red Sox, I, I love when teams are patient with guys, right? Like they're not rushing him. I highly doubt that he comes. I mean, I think he starts the year in AAA. He only had, you know, 33 at bats in AAA, nine games. So he's probably going to play another 50 games in AAA. And I mean, when he comes up, he'll be 20, yeah, 22. I mean, when he comes up 22, that's still young but he's he's been to each level and he's been and seen different things like he went to the olympics and he and he played well yep no I, yeah i'm all over Cassis, especially as a Sox fan I, I i love him so and one thing i do like about him too is he doesn't sell off for power if you watch him when he gets two strikes he chokes up like he's oh. this he does it's like he's playing fucking literally again he just like chokes up on the bat and so I, yeah I'm, I'm all over Cassis. so um, i think the biggest question mark real quick Cassis, I think I call it Casus. That's that's too wrong, Kev. Or is that more? I got Whit Mary Moore. I said probably what other. <laughs> I I'll, I'll I'll drink to that. So yeah. Well, Next one, well, yeah. you Gola. Is it what are you on fourteen? Uh, fourteen. I if we're on fourteen, I got Nolan Gorman. Um, just massive big time power. Uh, it seems as though there's another guy that's kind of a third base profile for St. Louis with him, Walker and Arenado. So they're going to have to find some space for him. So I think they've, they've, they've played him at second base a little bit last year. So, I mean, if you're going to get a guy that's got, you know, 30, 35 homer potential at second base, count me in. I'm all over him. Uh, he's not going to help you a ton in batting average leagues. Probably he's not going to kill you in batting average, but he's not going to help you in OBP league. Uh, he doesn't walk a lot. He's got a decent, you know, he only walked 38 times and 480 at bat. So OBP leagues, he's probably not as valuable. Um, but if you, you know, guy that's going to hit 35 homers and if he potentially plays second base, sign me the fuck up. I like, I like second baseman, second hit home runs. Also sign me up. Love that. Um, next guy for me is Marcelo. May- so I went back to back Red Sox here. Marcelo Mayer. I think he was the best guy in the draft. I think everybody knew it. People were scared they couldn't sign him, so he he dropped a four. But to me, he was the best player in the draft. Um, great hitter. We don't we I, my first guy that that was taken in the draft, so we don't know exactly what we're gonna see. But a six three shorts. I mean, he he, he reminds me of Carlos Correa, and, I, and I'm not the biggest Carlos Correa fan. Hope he's not as big as a uh, he's not a big douchebag like him. He's not, but a good dude. Uh, but no, nah, that's who he reminds me of. Uh, and if you like that, that's a that's not a great player. I mean, that's not a top 15 player but that's a guy that you can build around so you get you give me that and I'm, I'm okay with that he's got some power he hits well but he's he's a great fielder um and, and i think the red sox made the right decision i think they got the best player in the draft he's a great all-around player he's not the best at any of anything so 
Yeah, I remember the initial reaction after the draft was just like how lucky the Sox got that he fell to four. Um, he seems another guy that has like the swag to me. Just I don't know if it's his long hair or what it is. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm not too excited to see him in a Red Sox uniform. 15, 15. for me was Cassis, which I already touched on. So what do you got anybody Perfect. different for 15, sure? I got Marco Luciano. Um, he's a middle infielder with tons of power in, in, in San Francisco. I, I don't... I don't know how it's weird. I feel like San Francisco doesn't develop the best prospects, but they take like average prospects and make them good, good MLB players. Um, like Gil Stremski. Um, there's a, there's a few guys in that roster that, that hit really well last year that kind of come out of nowhere. So we'll see if they can take a really good prospect with a, with a lot of talent. I mean, he's only 20 years old, so he's, he's a ways away. He's only single a. So, uh, I, yeah. I think projection, right? I mean, we're projecting yeah, a ton of sure. power for middle infield. And yeah, you, you you hope to see. I mean, I think last year he had like a, just under a thirty-one percent K rate. So you want to see that improve. Obviously, the, it was nineteen. His, so his, it should. Yeah, yeah. No. And I want, the only thing I I will say I dislike about him too is I I just don't like guys playing in San Francisco. It's not a hitter's ballpark. No. It's it's a tough place to hit. Um, with that being said, if the guy's got you know if he's got doubles power or even some speed there, I mean the the, the gaps are big, so that could be there. But I just I'm not a big fan of uh, guys hitting in that in San Francisco. He seems like a he seems I think it's because he's so young, but his grades his uh, hitting grades seem good. Uh, fielding seems like he's not going to be a shortstop. I don't think he's too great defensively, so I don't we'll see where he sticks. But um, I agree. I almost feel like San Francisco seems like the Western Tampa Bay Rays to me where they just find what's right and they, they don't care if, who it is. And um, I don't know, but if you're good, you're good. And um, we'll see if his back comes alive, dude. Yeah. So 16, I think uh, 16, I have another pitcher. My second pitcher is Shane Boz. Um, Love you know, Boz. The guy had a hundred. Yeah. Boz is a stud. He had a, a 0.8 whip last year and 78 innings. Held the, held the opponents to a 181 batting average, uh, 113 Ks and 70, 78 and two-thirds. I mean, I think he's got everything you want in a number one. Um, he's filthy. He was the also only thing, lights out. Just traded in our league, too. Just traded him, dude. Just traded our league. Um, but the thing that makes me, like, a little weary about him, and I just – I don't trust – again, Tampa does things that are best for their team. I don't trust him for fantasy in a, in a little bit because – you never know. He could go only three or four innings a start, or even five innings a start, and he gets yanked. And it's just he does it. He's not going to get you the this potential. He might not get you the quality starts. Uh, I, I, Tampa just is frustrating with pitchers. I, they I, might, I love Boz. I love his profile, but he just frustrates me with being that that he's in Tampa. They might not even be starts. I mean, they might run with a starter. He might yeah, throw yeah. six innings and not even get the start. So uh, I I love him. I mean, the ta- the talent wise. He he could easily be the number one pitcher. I mean, I have him. I have him as my next guy. Um, I just I just think that I agree. Tampa Bay does things right as an organization, and I don't think right is them caring about my fantasy team. Uh, didn't he start game two of like the ALCS this past year? I I mean, I don't know what other way you can just instill confidence into a young pitcher than to have him trot him out for game two of the ALCS. So yeah. I think I think if he carries that forward to this year, I think it's sky's the limit for this guy. It would um, not surprise yeah. me if he's ALM rookie yeah. of the year. I mean, I, 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 I would all year. 
I think so. Is it well? Maybe was yeah, it back half of the year? Maybe with Tommy. Just no, so I mean, would you waited. be surprised if this guy's starting opening day, whenever opening day actually is? You know, I wouldn't be surprised. No, he, no. he should be. Well, I mean, especially with the way Guerrero's are. I mean, you look at the AL. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some studs in the AL. I mean, we, you still have Garrett Cole and shit. But it, it wouldn't. This he's gonna compete for the a Cy Young if he gets the innings. Yeah, he's that, he's that talented enough. It's just whether or not Tampa's gonna will throw him enough. You you brought up a good point too. The only I, one thing against him is AL East. We all know is just brutal for pitchers, especially with with Toronto now. Toronto now, the Yankees are always gonna just have good hitting. Red Sox hitting is still nasty. So I mean, you get one break when you're pitching in the AL East. And that's Baltimore. So yeah, that's the that's the one con for sure. Yeah, my my uh, my sixteenth guy is another. I I had Baz. At 17, at 16, I have Hunter Green, and I think I'm higher than I'm on everyone else. And uh, I think he, <laughs> I know it scares uh, a lot of people that that he throws. He throws 102. I mean, th- that fastball, you can't make that shit up, right? 102. I don't care where you throw it. It's scary coming at you, and it's gonna eat. It's gonna be on your hands before you can even swing. So I, I don't know how pitch. I don't know how hitters anymore can be like, ah, oh, this guy's throwing 102. I know if this is a a strike or a ball. He, so, I mean, to me, that's the most dominant pitch in the minors, right? So give me the, give me the guy who has the most dominant pitch in the minors. That's Hunter green. Um, and he actually has developed other pitchers now. I mean, he was the number two pick coming out of high school. Um, but he has a slider now he's throwing a change up a little bit. Um, if he can get better with those, he's going to be really good. I, I'm well aware and nervous of the arm injuries, but 102, you just can't, that doesn't grow on trees. He, to me, he, I don't know if the Reds have already come out and said they're sticking with him and starting pitching, but he seems like a prototypical back end, yep. like closer or uh, setup man or something to me. He just, I, I was going to say the same thing, G. I think for an organization, he's probably a great pitcher to have because you can maybe start him. You could maybe have him in the closer, but like fantasy wise, like I, I'm sticking, away, I'm staying away from him because I just don't see the value in, ha- in having a closer. No, yeah. I, I'm with you. And I was going to say too, don't go in. Like you look at what he did last year. He made, Seven starts in Double A and absolutely shoved. You know, one point nine eight and forty one innings. Uh, struck out sixty batters and you know, but then he he got bumped up to Triple A. Started fourteen games. Uh, still struck out a decent amount of batters, but he let up a, eleven homers in sixty five innings at a four one three uh, ERA. So he struggled a little bit when he went up. I mean, I and I think he's uh, how old is Hunter Green? Twenty two. 22. It's 22. So it's not like he's really young for AAA. He's probably a little bit younger than the average guy, but I was going to say the same thing. I like green. I have him. I do have him in my top 50. I think he's at the back end, like somewhere like 48, maybe 49, but I'm with Kev. I think he's, I think he's got reliever written all over him. Uh, and he, a reliever, reliever. I think he's, if he does, if he goes to be a closer, he's going to be, he'll probably be the best closer in baseball. It might be better for him to be moved to a reliever. Yeah. I want until that happens, I'm going to sit on that 102 fastball from yeah. a starter, but until it happens, I, I think, but for his career, I mean, he's got, I mean, he, he's the next Chapman, right? I mean, in, in he's Chapman. I feel like we've we've been we've been talking about Hunter Green now forever because when he was in like before he even made it to the, like uh, the major not the major leagues but you know professional baseball like he was on videos because he was thrown so hard he'd be scouts at things and they they catch him going 100 and 200 and three miles an hour so like I feel like we've been talking about him for so long and like he just hasn't made it up yet so it seems like he should be older than 22 years old to me. We were on 18, Troy. 
Uh, my 17 is Shane uh, Baz, so uh, okay. uh, I think we're on we 17. Who do you have for 18? 18. 18, I have Jordan Walker, who we've already discussed. I love Jordan Walker, big dude, power. So uh, 19, I have Nolan Gorman. So. Oh, I, was, I got uh, 18, I have Brennan Davis from the Cubs. All right, give me somebody I haven't um, talked about. Athletic, he's 22 years old. He's AAA. He's probably going to be up with the Cubs at some point this year. He's guy, he's probably got 25, 30, 30 homer potential with a, a pretty solid OBP. And you, you hope that the his, he had a fairly decent uh, K rate last year. It was a little higher than you would have liked. So if he brings that down a titch, something you, you you'd like to see. But uh, I think he's probably the I like him a lot, but he's not the he's not my favorite prospect in the Cubs organization. The next guy will the next episode we'll talk about that guy. I like Davis a lot. So so I think I mean first off it's bias. We're gonna throw bias out there. I don't have him in my top fifty. I don't You're like him. One. Yeah, because he, he, he is. But for me, <laughs> Brennan Davis is like good at everything, but not great at anything. I don't know if that helps him. Like I, I don't you even know, know if who he's he is like, to me. I don't even you know, know if he's I like above he average at anything. You know who I think he is? Seriously. I think the fact that he plays center, I think that he's got thirty homer potential. He's gonna steal little bases, although this guy doesn't steal a ton of bases anymore. He's not going to have a great batting average, but he's going to get on base at a consistent rate. He's George Springer. Wow. Bullshit. I no, got he more. Is. I think. He... No. He's. I'm not saying he's going to be George, but I think the profile is similar. He's got big power. He's going to get on base at a pretty decent clip. He's not going to. He's not going to hit 300. But I think he's got similar similar skills as, as Springer does. Seems like he has the tools to like, you know, be a fantasy contributor. I don't know if it's a stud. I don't know if I want to say that, but he also is in that realm where if he never made the major leagues and we never, no one ever owned him in the major squad, then like, would you be surprised by it? So, so I have a more, more towards like an Alex Verdugo. You don't think, so he's, you're thinking he's only going to hit like 10 homers a year. I think he's like 15, 20 homers and maybe 10 stolen bases. I don't think Verdugo, you think Verdugo's ever going to hit 20, or has he? I I hate Verdugo, but even as a Red Sox fan, I fucking can't stand him. But then again, I don't have uh, Davis in my top 50, so. Well, Verdugo had 13 you're, last you're year. Wrong. You're wrong, Shory. So, anyways, Shory, who do you got at 18? <laughs> uh, at 18, I had Walker Nolan, and then uh, Nolan Gorman at 19. We've already talked about them. Had, I'm on I had 20. Luciano. Yeah, okay. I had Luciano at 19. Uh, 20, I have Robert Hassel, San Diego. Yep. Um, I think he is – he's going to hit with some power. I mean, he probably seems like a guy that may – you know, it could be maybe max 20 a year, but he's going to steal bases. He's going to – he's got a great hit tool, um, and he's going to get on base. So, I mean, you got a guy that's got, say, average power with, you know, potentially he stole 34 bases and 40 attempts last year. Yeah, I'm I'm good with it, and he's probably going to be playing in a good lineup in San Diego um, with Tatis, and then you think at some point Abrams is going to come up. They're probably still going to have Cronenworth. They're still going to have Machado. I mean, it's going to be a good lineup. Um, I don't know how far he is away. Who's got him? You do? (laughs) I thought Mill did. I think, um, uh, to me – I think if the power doesn't come along, like the he has the hit tool, I think. I think if the power doesn't come along, then he's the type of player who um, 
is lives on the waiver wire and people just pick up on Saturday or Sunday to like maybe steal stolen bases or they're close in on base or something like that. I mean, if the power comes along, then obviously that all changes because power is king. Um, but we'll see how he develops. I, I'm more towards, I don't have him in my top, I have him in my top 50, not my top 25. So I'm more towards Kev's side. Um, for me at 20, I have Josh Jung, who might be one of the most interesting guys because he's out for the next six months already because he tore up his shoulder. Um, it's his non-throwing hand, which arm, so that makes me feel good that it's not that. But uh, at AAA, the guy was elite. Um, 326 batting average, 400 on base, almost 600 slugging, 20-ish home runs. Doesn't steal any bases, but, I mean, that's just a guy who hits. So Josh Jung to me is like yep. going to be if – if you put him around good players, he's going to put up really good stats. Maybe like a, like a younger Justin Turner kind of guy. Like he does really well in a good lineup. Um, he wasn't much of great when the Dodgers weren't very good, but then when the Dodgers got really good, it was like, oh, this guy can score some runs for us or a ton of runs for us. This guy can – Hit a lot of RBIs, and I like that. So if you can put him around good players, I think he's like a real, really good glue guy. Does it does it scare you at all? Does it scare you at all that like he's 24 and like you said he's going to be out six months? Like does that alter your? I'm I'm honestly asking. I, I actually no no, and I so I actually I, I think I had him right around this spot. I think I had him. I want to say 16 or 17, and then. The, he got injured. I think I moved him down to like 27 or 28. So I didn't move him down that far, but yeah, he's, you know, you think he's going to lose, he's probably going to lose another entire year of development. So then he's gonna, maybe he comes up in September at best case scenario. If not, he's not going to play a whole year and he's going to be back, probably back in AAA at 25. It, it concerns me a little bit. Cause then you, I mean, you, but I mean, I, I agree with everything Shory said in terms of his, his skill set. I just, I, but I am a little concerned the fact that he's not going to be – he'll be 25 years old, still in AAA. I didn't move him at all. It's only six months. I did. I think he's fantasy leagues like ours it. where we don't have limits on the amount of times you can keep someone as long as like they're under those limits. And like, yeah, who cares? Just stash him in your minors and um, just hopefully he comes up. So, yeah, I mean I can definitely see value in this guy if his injuries come together and he can actually make it to the majors. But I wonder we'll if – how Texas is going to handle it. Are they going to give him, you know, is he going to come back? Cause he's put in a lot of time at AAA. Do you think he's going to come back and go right to the MLB? Or do you think he's going to have to spend some no. time in AAA and I, wait a whole I, nother? I time? just, no, I think he's going to wait. I think they'll, it could be a September call up thing. If he's ready, he'll get a cup of tea. Then he'll probably start, you know, 2023 in the minors and they'll manipulate his fucking time. Like all those teams do. And he'll come up at the second week of May or whatever it is, and then he'll be a fixture in the lineup moving forward. It'd be interesting. Yeah. I so 21, I have – no, I, I moved him back. Like I think it was, like I said, six, maybe six to ten spots, eight to ten spots, something like that. Um, 21, I have Jordan Lawler, Arizona. Um, it's kind of the similar – it's a projection thing. I think it was a toss-up between him and Mayer. Um, I think I went with – Lawler most because I different sites I've read they say that uh Lawler's probably could have a higher ceiling than Mayer but see uh Mayer's got a higher floor so I'm just taking the guy with a higher ceiling get to maybe the more power speed combo long term um so that's where I'm at with with Lawler it's kind of tough to really speak on him too much with uh without him playing in the minors yet but 
Um, That's interesting that you have him higher than than um, Marcelo Mayer. Did you not just hear what I said? Yeah, I just think that's interesting. Well, I'm just saying I've this stuff that I've read that has said that he probably has a higher ceiling than Mayer, but his floor is a lot lower. Mayer is more of a, I don't want to say a sure thing, but there's more likelihood that Mayer's going to hit his floor. But I'm saying from a fantasy perspective, I'm going to take Lawler because I think he's, I think the ceiling from on that side of things is is higher. And it may not even be as high as one of the other guys in that draft, but um, yeah, that's where I'm at. I, I mean, I like him a lot. So, I mean, we never know once these guys get drafted which way they go. They some of them, some of them stink, and then some of them just blow up, and and they're great players. So, I mean, guys, guys struggle their first year too. So, um, he might be like a guy that struggles. Same with Mayer, he could struggle out of the gate, and then the next year after that, he 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 is what we thought he is. So, it'll be interesting. Yep. My next guy on the list is George Valera from from Cleveland. Um, for me, he's a young guy. His on base is 400. I think I feel like we're. I, yeah, I feel like people are sleeping on him. His on base is 400. His uh, slugging's 500. He steals some bases. I think his power is. I mean, right now is 20. He had 20 home runs last year. I think it gets better. Um, I, I'm high on him. I think I'm higher than most people. But um, yeah, me, no, I, think, I have him. I have him in my top 50. I just, I, I don't remember where in the back half, but I have him. Just looking at numbers, the, the K rates, obviously the K percent is, seems high, especially yeah, for really a guy high. who's only made it to 23 games in double a. Um, so it wasn't concerning. that bad, right? In, in single a, it's when he jumped up to double a, he really struggled. Um, yeah, I, he I, had a, yeah, yeah, he had a 22% at, at, um, high a ball and then jumping up to double a was 30. Yeah. I mean that's 23 games at at double A, so it could be just a bad month where we're struggling, no and not seeing the ball well. But no so from like I said, I mean most of these lists are for me potential. So my last, you know, this guy for me is a lot. I mean just his potential to to jump with an, with another good year, jump in the top 10 is definitely there because he does a little bit of a little bit of everything. So. Well, Cleveland's one of those teams too that they see. I mean, I, especially on the pitcher side. I mean, you look at the history, Pitchers the track side, record yeah. of on the of developing players, but they've done a fairly good job on the hitting side too. I feel like the last few years. I mean, you have J Ram. I mean, I know Fran Mill Reyes is more power than anything, but that guy can. That guy hit some fucking tanks. So you hope that, and this is the type of guy Cleveland wants. They want somebody that's not, they don't have to pay. And when he gets to the situation where like Jay Ram is, when they're going to have to pay him, they're going to trade him eventually in five years, six years. But no, I have Valera. I like him. Um, but like I said, I just, he's on the, he's on the, uh, probably, I think he's in the middle of my next 25. I'm seeing ETA for him is maybe this year, uh, like the outfield for the Indians. Can you guys name more than two outfielders for the Indians right now? I mean, Framil Reyes. Is he DH? Mills. No, Framel's DH. DH, yeah. Oh, that's true. So he's not even in it now. Is uh, Brady, Brady size is more? Brady Zimmer? Is is uh, Bradley Zimmer still there? Bradley Zimmer's one, yeah. He is. What, a, what about... At, uh, as if he's still the shot. Is it Ahmad Rosario? They traded... Is he playing short in outfield? Oscar Mercado? No, Mercado, but who's... I thought they got a guy from... Oh, the, Ahmed uh, Rosario? He's short, yeah. I'll just Mets, tell you, but I think they, they got Josh Naylor, they got Miles Straw, Jeez. so I mean... It's not oh, like Miles Straw is, is 
actually a decent player. The guy steals. He just steals bases, but I mean, yeah. he could easily get bumped. You know what I mean? So it's not like, um, you know, it's not like Valera's got really a bunch of guys he's got to fight to get into playing time. <laughs> but somehow, somehow the Guardians will will probably make it work. So. Yeah, love I the, keep saying the Indians. I think it's a guardian. I hate the new nickname. Love it. Um, I'm gonna piss Shory off for this next one. I got uh, at 22. I have my second catcher. Uh, got, <laughs> Jesus, I'm gonna leave. I, I'm gonna leave. I got I got MJ Melendez, catcher for the Royals. I, I, I actually love this. You're higher than him on him than anyone else. So is, he hit 41. Four, he hit 41 homers last year. With a 288 yes. batting average and a 386 OBP, slug 625. From that's Salvador Perez, dude. Was, that's Salvi the Perez next right Salvi, there. dude. He's the next Salvi. Salvador Perez doesn't sniff a 386 OBP. Yeah, but he hit 51 homers, dude, didn't he? <laughs> but he no, looked, no. Fuck it, he could have a 200 on base with that. This is this is this is where if you look at Melendez's numbers from 2019, they were they were dog shit. Like he was bad. Um, but from 19, 2019 to when he played last year, he cut his K percentage from 39% down to 22%. He struck out like, I think it was like 51 less times in like 150 more at bats. So the, the play disciplines there. And I mean, if, if, if he's striking out at 22% of the time, I mean, this guy, again, he could be Salvi with a better, better OBP. So I, I'll, t- I'll take a catcher that's going to hit me 35 homers with a three, you know, even if he regresses for a little bit when he gets to the majors, if it's 350, 360, and he's hitting 35 homers, I'm in. What, what's going on in Kansas City? Bobby Witt, 33 home runs in the minors. Nick Prado was second in the minors with 36 home runs. And then Melendez led the minors in home runs. What's going on in Kansas City? Like, are they playing a Lully Park? Are they on the same? They on the same team? Like, they're all on the same? They're all close to each other. I think. I think MJ was... He finished triple A. I, I mean, Witt was finished triple A, I think, too. I don't know where Prado um, finished triple A. Prado was. He was, okay. <laughs> yeah, so maybe they're playing at uh, Hosmer Field, uh, Little mm-hmm. League. But uh, that's that's a lot of home runs. I like it. Yeah. I love it. I, I love that. I, I love that you put him in the top 25. If, which, which is also like the complete opposite. You think of like the guys that are coming up for the Royals and like there's just guys that hit bombs. And like the, the team that won the World Series was like they won with like they pretty much had three closers. And they had guys like they probably the top power hitter was like Alex Gordon, who probably hit like 25. They played small ball, ran, you know, so it's complete opposite of what they have coming up in the minors right now. Uh, I think before the before the last like couple of years, shortstop in the major for fantasy baseball was always pretty, pretty low, pretty trash, you know, and like now shortstop's the best position there is. Maybe catchers coming that way for goal and your uh, your rankings are going to he could be. Yeah, he could be ahead of the wave. Yeah. Because I love this guy, and I love that you have him as the second best. Because a lot of a lot of us have Joey Bart, and he's a great defensive catcher. But if you if you can't hit, but you ain't staying on a field. So the next time Millage sends me an offer with Joey Bart, <laughs> I might barf. He's not rosterable. He's he's like Austin Hedges. Austin right. Hedges was like a top twenty-five prospect for years because he's so good defensively. He could he sucked hitting. Uh, this next guy on my list, by the way. Uh, I, I don't know if I drink now or if I even try to pronounce his name. <laughs> or Aurelius Martinez from Toronto. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. Big power hitting uh, middle infielder. Uh, 28 home runs, 87 RBIs. He's only 20 years old. I love him. I think I, for some reason, whatever Toronto's doing, 
keep it up. And uh, when I see another guy that has tons of power and go into that lineup, give me that stock, baby. I it, want this kid. It, I get a prediction for them. I like him. I I think I have him in the back half, uh, somewhere in the middle of my next 25. But I think he's going to be traded. I think they got Bichette short. I said, unless they, and they have, uh, I don't really love Biggio, but unless, so unless they move him to third or second, but I can see them moving him. Like you see a ton of rumors of Toronto trying to make a move for J Ram. I mean, you're, you're I mean, That's as good as guy, he right? is, I mean, you, you, move you trade, you trade fucking, you trade this guy for J Ram. I... So I can see, I like him a lot. Um, especially if he keep, continues to come up in the Toronto organization yeah. and, he, and he ends up in that lineup with those guys. Um, but I, I just got a feeling they're going to trade him for something that can help him win now. Toronto's yeah, one piece. I'm not saying Wait, I'm not going to say it's this year. I'm not saying it's this year, but I, I just see them moving him for somebody who's going to help them win now. And they're, they're definitely there. They're in that win now thing. And I mean, with the trade deadline, you never know. He could definitely be a part of something like that. Yeah. No doubt. I mean, yeah, one piece away, and uh, he's their top prospect for sure. Yeah. But until that happens, sure. like Hunter Green, until they move that, give me that guy. Yeah. So I think, uh, sure, I think we're pretty close on this next guy, another Red Sox uh, prospect. What number you uh, are now? Uh, Twenty-three. So I got Nick York here. Uh, this guy, a lot of people ripped the Sox when they drafted him in in, in twenty uh, twenty twenty, I think that apparently he had an injury coming out. I think he was going to school in California, had an injury, uh, struggled a little bit, and people weren't very high on him. I mean, there was people that didn't have him on just like their top like 75 billboard or uh, big board or whatever you want to call it for the draft. Um, and the Sox ended up taking him. I think in the first, yeah, billboard. <laughs> taking him in the uh, first round. So, and he did nothing but last year. He absolutely raked 325 batting average, 412 OVP, uh, 14 homers, 13 RBIs. He's a, he's only 19 years old. Um, I th- I think this is a guy. He's he's not going to provide a ton of power. I mean, he's probably going to be in that 15, maybe to 18 range, with probably similar stolen bases. But he's probably somebody that's going to hit. He he's going to he may compete for batting titles. I mean, I think he's that that his bats that good. Um, so I love Nick York, especially if he's at second base and yeah, as a Red Sox fan, if you, you start thinking of York and mayor up the middle for the next, you know, whenever they both come out for another decade. Yeah. I'm all over that, but a uh, big fan of Nick York. I, I also have my top 25. He's, he's 25, but, um, he's Dustin Pedroia, but a worse defender, but uh, <laughs> he's not as good with his glove, but he's Dustin Pedroia, right? I mean, he bats that one, two spot. He's not like. He's not relying on his speed. He's got okay speed, but he can probably run the. He's, I mean, he can probably run the bases pretty good. Dustin Pedroia was never like someone you feared on the base path, but you feared him that he was going to make a big hit. Um, I, I like Nick York too, and, and I was down on him when the Red Sox took him, and so was everybody else. And everybody then he just else came out crushed him. So I like that, and if he if he adds a little bit more power, I, I like Nick York. Um, yeah. Because he's just a hitter. He's he's going to yeah. get on. He's going to get up. He's going to be in the middle of the lineup, and he's just going to put up runs. He's going to put up RBIs. He's not going to be the guy that wins you your fantasy league, but he's going to be the guy that is a glue guy, like a Josh Jung, but you know, playing second base. I, I love guys like this. I think um, when they have a good hit tool like him, like the batting mm-hmm. averages that Fagola said, like 
that's great to start a career you're 19 and you're already hitting 320 something in the minors that's huge and i think power is something you develop i don't think the hit tool is something that you really necessarily develop over time so i think that it's so huge for him that that, that he already has a hit tool and um you know if he can start hitting 20 homers a game then he's definitely there for fantasy wise i love that yeah no, i think i think you can develop power so but hitting is is just natural born so um at for 23 for me i had o'neill cruz we already touched on him um at 24 i have jose miranda um he's out of minnesota and a lot of guys aren't what, high on him is that is that a what's, what's is that er thing? on the end of that er on the end of that, <laughs> that is another drink uh <laughs> Yeah. So what's um, Minnesota? I I don't even think a lot of like I've seen lists that don't even have in the top ten for Minnesota, and it's like, what do you what do you what do you want from a guy? Like what does he do to go up your list? This guy had a 400 on base. He had a 572 slug and he hit 32 home runs. He steals a couple bases here and there, so it's not like he's like dead slow. But he had thir- I mean 30 30 home runs and 94 RBIs with a 3.44 batting average. If you hit, we will find a spot for the MLB. Like, I don't care what you are. We're going to find a spot. I mean, look at Schwarber. He, he he was a catcher, but he could hit. He couldn't catch. He went to outfield. He's going to first base. Like, they'll find a spot for you. And and Miranda, to me, in Minnesota, is going to crush it. <laughs> Those are some uh, gaudy numbers, for sure. I, I, yeah. I didn't even know he had that good of a year, and it's probably because I haven't seen him high on any lists. And, you know, just – but. Even the K rate is fantastic. It's in the low teens. I think he was, yeah. I don't know why people are sleeping on him. MLB.com hates him. Uh, They hate him, but But with some high. With MLB.com, too, that's more of an actual prospect ranking than it is a fantasy ranking. So they're probably factoring the fact that he may not have a position. He's not very good defensively. Well, listen, if you can't hit. You don't stay in the majors. So I know that there's just a, a prospect ranking, but no one's like, hey, Jack, I want you, this guy who's 75 fielding. He's a great fielder, but he has 35 Jack, hitting. The Red Sox just traded for one. Jackie Bradley Jr. can't fucking hit in the majors, and he just he sticks in the majors because he's unbelievable defensively. ALCS MVP. That, that, I fucking hate that trade they made it, with that. The whole thing. Awful. Worst forward. trade. I, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not saying I had an issue with them trading Renfro to get some value, but but the value is Jackie Bradley Jr. and some whatever, some depth in the minor league system. We'll get to this. We'll get to a point probably in the next couple shows where I just have a meltdown about the fucking Sox and their ownership and the strategy I think they're doing moving forward. But that's not for today. 24, I have Reed Detmers, pitcher from the uh, Angels. Um, you know, 108 Ks and 62 innings. He's so your third pitcher? Third pitcher, yeah. He's more of a command guy in college, I guess. And he because he was sitting typically around 91, 93. He had a little bit of an uptick last year and he got up around, you know, 95, I think, 94, 95. Um, so he, he's got K potential. The, the the issue there is he's really gonna figure out whether he's got to put out pitch on the secondary, whether it's with whether it's a change up or a slow, you know, some off speed type of stuff. But um the K potential's there. Um I would like to see the, you know, he he let up 10 homers in in uh, 62 innings, which is an ideal. So I'd like to see that go down a little bit. But uh, I think that Detmers has got he's not he's not way near Baz and Rodriguez for me as far as upside. But 
I think he can be a solid contributor, you know, a pretty decent K per nine, um, you know, ERA some somewhere in the threes at his peak and uh, which will be, you know, pretty valuable, I think, for fantasy. I I like to call bullshit. Ninety three, ninety four. That's that's home run derby. Isn't Bieber sitting right around that? No, He's a Bieber's bit higher. I thought Bieber was like low yeah, 90s. There's, there's a lot of good pitches around 93-94. I'm just messing with him because I know he owns them. <laughs> there's a little bit of bias there. Uh, yes. And at 25? 25, 25, I have uh, Luis Matos oh, from yeah. the Giants. Uh, he's another guy. Again, he, I, I don't have him quite as high as the other guys that really provide you with that speed-power combo because he uh, – you know, he hit 313, but he had a 358 OBP. He only walked 28 times and 458 at bat. So I think the plate discipline's there. There's probably going to be some regression the further he gets up in the minors as far as his batting average goes. Um, he didn't strike out a ton. He only struck out 61 times in 41. So I guess the plate discipline is probably better. He just, I don't know. I just like to see the the walk rate up a little bit more for me to move him a little bit higher. But I'm a big fan of him. Uh, and then the only other knock I have is playing in San Francisco. I fucking hate that ballpark. I'm uh, I'm big on on him. I own him. Um, I think though that it's good to see these the good tools that he has like being put on display. But um, it's so hard to gauge a guy until he at least makes a double A. I see we see it so many times in time and again where someone in rookie ball or just single a and um they put up great numbers and then go to double a and face better competition and then they come back to earth so i right, think this, I, would be a, this would be a huge year for him for sure uh but he's still yeah. a few years away from the majors no he, doubt. And, I, and i just don't know how much more power he's gonna get mm-hmm. into i mean he's only he's 511 160 pounds i mean he's not yeah. a big guy so you know but again if he's if he's around that 15 excuse me, 15 homer mark and he's stealing, you know, over 20 bases and his batting average is hovering around 300. I mean, yeah. Getting you a hundred yeah. runs a year. Yeah. Yeah. And the value is there. So, yeah, I, I agree. If he, we'll see what he does in the next year. If he, if he plays well, I think he jumps up the boards pretty high. If he struggles, he could fall right out of the 100. So that's, yep. that's pretty much it. And thanks for the honesty, Kev, that you own him. So I, I see why you're high on him. <laughs> I think um, for me, 25 is Nick York. We've already touched on him. So, I mean, that's my 25. I, I know that Zach had his 25. We touched on a lot of different prospects. So it was a lot different. So you saw a different perspective. I, I like more hitters. Um, and, and Zach's really good at, at knowing, trying to be ahead of the curve. He's got a few catchers. There's only two. Um, but I, I think I have three love, or four in my next 25. Yeah. No, I love some of them. I, I, I'm i not as high on any catchers. So you just won't see on my list. The ones that he did put, I actually like. Um, and then I think he has really good projections, more of like uh, a prospect list. So I think that's yeah. awesome. Uh, one last thing we I want to do before if you guys got anything to say. No, I was just going to say, like, you know, moving forward with any of this stuff is, you know, we're, this is fantasy baseball to us is it's just something we started on a whim, you know, back 12 years ago. And it's something I think we all like never, we've all did beforehand, but like kind of, I don't want to say fell in love with it to be like corny about it. But I mean, this is a 365 day thing for us. I mean, but like when we shut our league down and we can't trade, it's like, it's the worst. So I, you know, there, we may not be the stuff that you get, people are going to get from this, from this podcast and this show is, 
it's not going to be, like I said, I don't think it's going to be, you know, oh, I'm going to give you a sleeper that you can take in the 25th round in, in your draft that's going to help you win your league. You're not going to fucking get that. But I'm going to tell you that I absolutely love this guy or oh, I'm going to get to a point where I'm going to tell you how much I hate fucking Manny Machado because him and I have, you know, so it's going to be, I think it's going to be going to be a little bit different than a lot of the fantasy baseball podcasts that you hear. So I'm really looking forward to kind of continue to expand on this and, and make this and get better with the show with you guys. And uh, hopefully people and every, anybody listening is going to enjoy it. Um, it's going to be a little bit of work in progress, I think, because this is the first time we've oh, done no. this, but I think the three of us on here are passionate about it and we really kind of want to make it work. So, you know, we're, well we're kind of heading on hedge, uh, you know, full on. So definitely well said I got, I, I love it. I agree. I think we'll make them a little bit shorter. We'll make them a little bit better, a little bit crisper. We'll we'll get better as we go. Uh, one last thing. This is this is uh, what everybody comes for. Um, is my uh, trade review. So um, this was sent by Julie at uh, Freddie's restaurant. Um, <laughs> he, he gave up Nick Castellanos, Castellanos. For uh, Starlin Marte in a seventh round pick, um, I I like Nick a lot more than I like Starlin Marte. I think Starlin Marte is old. If this is a keeper league, um, I am dangerous on Starlin Marte. If he pulls a hamstring, he has no value. He doesn't get on base. He, he's going to score some runs, but he has no, you know, power. So uh, the seventh round pick to me is kind of a irrelevant. I don't know how your league is, Julie. So I I like Nick a lot more. Castellanos, um, I, I would give the Castellanos side more of an A, and I would give the whoever got the Starlin Marte in the seventh round pick. I would say I would say that's probably more of like a D minus. So <laughs> I just I, we'll we'll make a trade about it at the end of every every episode. Yeah, we'll talk about something, and we'll probably be throwing in some different uh, I don't want to say segments, but. We'll touch base on some other stuff that's going on. You know, we got all three of us are big, you know, college basketball fans. So we'll probably touch on March Madness and anything that's going on at the beginning of the show. So it's not going to strictly be fantasy baseball where that would be the primary focus of it all. But we'll kind of give everybody, uh, you know, a little bit of everything um, and hopefully uh, people enjoy it. Yeah. Thanks, guys. I'm excited. Thanks, guys.